on this week's episode, we are going to discuss how others perceive us. We're also going to discuss how we perceive ourselves. I got a little, get a little personal. Ooh. Yeah. So stick around. Hi, and welcome to Rare with Flair. The podcast where two best friends with the same rare disease are living our best lives. I'm your host, Casey. And I'm your host, Cassandra. It's fall now. Oh, Cass. Oh, it's case. fall now. It's just, you took you took the words out of my mouth. Took it is fall down. now. I know. There, there are leaves on the ground. When I walk Rupert now mm. outside, crunch, we crunch. are crunching. Mm. We are crunching. And Rupert, lo- I don't know if Romana loves this. Rupert loves peeing in a pile of leaves, just to say it bluntly. <laughs> That's so funny. So he loves it. I don't know how she feels about that specifically, about peeing in a pile of leaves. <laughs> but I do know she doesn't care about leaves. We have, we have in the past, mm. I've been visited my parents and they have, you know, more property because I live in a condo they've like raked up leaves and our our pet dog used to like jump in them and run around and like roll mm-hmm. in the leaves. She doesn't care. She doesn't know <laughs> she what doesn't to care. do. She's so funny and weird. <laughs> I love her so much. I, like <laughs> at one point I like we did this in also 2020 when when there was nothing else to do. So I like <laughs> I picked her up. She's like 55 pounds. So she's not small, but I, I picked her up and I kind of lightly chucked her into a pile of leaves <laughs> and she was like what are you doing oh my god she's like mom <laughs> help she did not um, care that's so funny that's so funny <laughs> yeah i don't i guess i don't really mean like a pile but like okay you know when you're walking in the neighborhood yeah and there's like you're walking like near the curb because mm-hmm. i don't have sidewalks so i walk like on the street right at the curb there are a bunch of leaves right there all the time, like mm-hmm. on the walkway. Like so that's kind of what I mean when I say he likes to kind of get on top of the leaves and, you know, but I don't know how he would act in an actual like pile. Leaf pile. I have not, I have not tried that with him. You so. should. And then report back. I want to know. Okay. Maybe he'll okay. like it. Do you have any like life updates, anything that's been going on you want to share with the class? Well. I do. I do. You do. I, I do. You do. So, I, you, I, I was asking. It was rhetorical. I know. I know you know. All right. Yeah. So I have I have a small announcement, and it probably doesn't matter to anyone who isn't local, which is, I feel like, okay. most of our okay. listeners. Small. Did you just say small announcement? <laughs> I would like you to retract that now. I have an announcement. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I would okay. call it large. I would call it significant. So, um, I, y- y'all know I like to bake, right? Um, I am selling tartlets at a coffee shop. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> They're like oh, mini tarts and I sell them to a coffee shop and, you know, never mind that I know the people that worked there. I don't think it, I don't think that truly matters. Truly, they want to they want to buy my baked goods, and so do customers, because I just did it for the first time. I made some raspberry tartlets. I gave them, like, a dozen, because I didn't know, you know, I, I thought, I would hope they would sell well, but I wasn't super positive. It's closer to, like, a campus, so I didn't, I didn't really know if, 
I don't know. I like I didn't know if they would catch on, right? So mm-hmm. it's been two days and they are all gone. So <laughs> I have to go make more. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. I just think this is such a main character in a rom-com <laughs> in autumn. I just, I can't get over it. I feel so cool by association that my bestie is selling her baked goods in a coffee shop wi- little window. Like the little, like the little. The little pastry like, case. Window, the little pastry case. And that you sold out. Like you sold out your pastries. Your I'm carpets. honestly honored um, that people would pay money for the food that I make. Not that I think it's bad, but it's just, it's just that thing. Cause like I'll make food for people. As, like, a token of, of love and appreciation. But, like, people would pay for food that I made. Not that I think it's bad, mm. but it's just, like, wow, this is, like, a step up. It's kind of wild. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited And, about you know, it. there's I always the danger cool. when you have a hobby that if you, like, try to monetize it. You know, I, I'm not, like, I'm not necessarily doing this for, like, financial gain. I just more like I just want to bake a lot and this allows me to bake a lot and not have to just have endless dessert in my house. I think the other difference is like it's not becoming your full-time job. No. Like you have a job, you're in school. So like yeah, you could yeah, you do run the risk of like a hobby becoming like something that's like stressful, work. but you're keeping it fun, like you're keeping it light and like and you can stop whenever you want or pull back whenever you want, but it's it's I hope it continues to be something really fun and Me too. rewarding. And I have like so many yeah. ideas that I'm really excited to try out and because I, I can make more of them more frequently. It isn't just for for just me or just my family and friends. Um then I feel like I have the freedom to experiment with a lot of different things, which mm. is my, the thing that excites me the most. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's just so mostly fun. for the love of baking, but I'm super excited. Yes. So I, I love it so I much. would say where it is in case people wanted to support me, but I also don't like really want to dox myself. Yeah. But nah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really work that way on this pod. No. Sorry to say. But just yeah, know no. that they're at a cafe. <laughs> yeah, at a cafe. <laughs> mystery cafe uh, um but so exciting enough about me how are you doing i'm doing all right i've been very busy yeah um, but i will say you all know since the inception of this pod i have been working on my literary braille transcribing certification Woo. and i am about to turn in my my second oh, attempt man. at my manuscript any day now when i say any day now in a few weeks um and so you know i'm excited to hopefully be able to announce to all of you in a few months that i passed but we will see i'm so excited i'm excited i'm excited i'm feeling pretty good about this this attempt i don't know maybe i shouldn't say that i know well okay but I think you guys need to understand how difficult literary braille transcribing is because there's nothing more frustrating than people being like, I know braille, I know the alphabet, (laughs) I know how to write some stuff and make contractions. That's not what Casey's doing. There are very specific literary rules for this and there there's so many of them and you have to know when to apply which ones. It's complicated. It's complicated. And I will say, knowing Braille is a great skill anyway, and you should oh, pat yeah. yourself on the back 
for knowing it, but this is like the Library of Congress, and they're not playing. They mm-hmm. are not. Mm-mm. And I get it. The this Library is like professional level have... Braille. Yeah, it's wild. It is. It is wild. I've tried to ask some people that like some TVIs I know that know Braille uh, for for tips, and they they can't help me. They don't know what you're talking about. Like... <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. So, <laughs> but, it's been but a journey. It is I'm like excited. like the final, I guess like the final capstone project for this certification is to for to braille a manuscript or at least part like a chunk of a book, right? Yeah, yeah. Mhm. So like it it is it's really difficult and you know, a lot of people just don't aren't able to do it. So the fact that like you know, you're you're submitting it your second time, you have what do you have three shots? Do you- I think so. Okay. Three attempts. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't have to get there. But I hope so. Do, I so. really, really hope so because we'll it takes like every new attempt, you have to do a different part of the book. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's so. not like you can just correct your problems and submit it again. Like it's just starting. Yep. Again. Just so. Yep. But thank you, girl. Thank you for the support. Thank I you to like everyone listening. it's a huge deal, and I like Casey's been like really working our butt off on this thing for so long. <laughs> so like, long. I so really, long. I'm been, so excited. It's been a mainstay in my life for a long time. What now. do you want to do when you're done? Go to Disney World. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> Actually, literally, literally, <laughs> the week after I turn it in, I am going to Disney yes! World. <laughs> It's I'm perfect. trying to turn it in before. I know, really. I am going to Disneyland. I am trying to turn it in before I go to Disneyland. Um, on a, I'm going on a work trip, but I'm sneaking but in. But you're Disneyland. going to Disneyland anyway. I am, which is literally a bucket list item for me. I've never been before, and I was I'm supposed so to go in 2020, excited. and I didn't. So obviously, for obvious so reasons, so many cool things so, yeah. in your life too. It's pretty cool, girl. We stay We're busy here at here. Rare with Flair, and we still we have st- time to make this pod because we. Love it, and we care we about somehow, you. We somehow carve out the time still somehow. to make this pod. I don't know how. Truly. But we're excited. We're excited to get into this ep. When we started this pod in 2020, we literally had nothing better to do. And now we have so and many things. And now we have lots of things to do. But, but not necessarily better. No, not better. We still love the pod. We have many things to do, but this is one of them. It will never leave. You will be with <laughs> never. us forever and ever. You're never allowed to leave. You have to listen forever. Anyway. Forever. Speaking speaking of listening. uh, (laughs) I don't know if that's a transition, but. It was good. Thank you. It was good. You should listen to this now episode that we're going to make. (laughs) Or are making. Hey, you're already 10 minutes in. So, you know, I hope you're you're strapped in. Yes. Cass, you had the idea for this app. I did. So I think. I think you could kick us off since so, this was your this was your brainchild. Okay, so I feel like we talked about this in a different episode. This kind of falls into the category of episodes that feel pretty vulnerable to make for us, but I think will end up being really good slash a therapy session for us maybe that we end up learning a lot about ourselves when we do episodes like this, but basically, we're, like you heard in the the intro, we're we're trying to we're trying to understand how others perceive us, and of course, this is heavily biased. 
But, like, it's hard to go through life with a disability. I mean, full stop there. But, like, it's hard to go go through life with a disability sometimes. But it's also hard to know how people think about you as you go through your day-to-day life. Um, Mm. You know, it's, it's strange. And there's... There's a lot of preconceived notions of what people with disabilities are. And and a lot of what our lives feel like is trying to prove ourselves in a way that, like, we we live fulfilling lives because we we do. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to know what people think. But this is going to be, like, our best attempt at what we think others think about us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and on the flip side, how we perceive ourselves and how we perceive other people with our own disability as well. Um, so, yeah, it's going to get a little deep. Yeah. going to get a little... I think these are the kind of things you don't actually... You do think about subconsciously, but you don't actually sit down and, like, deconstruct. Or maybe they're the stuff, thoughts usually. that, like, keep you from falling asleep, where you're like, do people... Like, when I did, you know, like, that when, you, when you're falling asleep, you're like, oh... You think about some of the weird stuff you did that day. You're like, do you feel like people? <laughs> do you feel like people thought I was weird when I did that? I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you? I guess like I to begin. How, how do we even break this open? How do you feel like people perceive you? I feel like it's a hard. It's a hard question to answer because. Throughout our lives, we've gotten a lot of different responses to our disability. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about this before, but I think it's either it's one extreme or the other. Either right. they completely ignore it, or it's all or it's all they see about you. Mm-hmm. Do you ever? So there's somebody I know that I don't really know her well enough to like call her a friend, but I just know her mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. She has something about her life. It's not a disability. I don't know how to even say this. Like, she went through something pretty big. Mm, mm -hmm. And when I, like, see her, I usually, like, that's one of the first things I think about. And I kind of hate that. It was, it was like a a tragic thing she went through. I'll I'll be, I'm trying to, like, describe it without describing it. Right, right. You know? But, like, sometimes when I see her posts and stuff, I kind of like think about that and I kind of hate that. I know. Because I want to separate her from that thing. Mm-hmm. But since I don't know her that well and we're not like a su- on a super friendly level, it's hard sometimes. And I've thought about that in terms of my disability before. Mm-hmm. I feel like my my close friends don't see it as much. Right. Because they know like you people, as a person. Yeah, they know me as a person. But for those people who don't really know us, don't you think, is this me being like, is this me inflating it too much? Or don't don't you think when they think of yeah. us, they think of us as the blind girl? Like, that's the blind girl. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's I, the disabled I think girl. that even when I was a little less self-aware as I was going through school, because I've talked about this before, like, I'm not necessarily, like, a super insecure person. Um, but that's also, I, I feel like that also means, like, I'm not super self-aware um and so some people are just kind of naturally that way and some are not and some learn it from the environment anyway so I think as I got older I started thinking like I bet 
I bet people think about this more than I want to acknowledge, maybe. Um, Mm, Yeah. And I remember kind of feeling that even in high school where I feel like, you know, I didn't use any tools in high school necessarily, like mobility tools. I didn't use a cane when I Mm -hmm. was walking around at school. And obviously I didn't have a guide dog. And so I'm like, did people really know that about me? But, you know, I... I had my face close to the paper like all the time. So yeah. they they kind of had to know that about me. And they do, they somehow do. Like, have you had that? I have that experience a lot where I'll meet someone I don't know, but it's like a mutual friend and they already know I'm blind before I tell them. Which is like, which makes me think that the, that the friend that you had that introduced you to the mutual was that they like led with that. Oh, by the way, she's blind. Yeah. Yeah, there was a guy in college that I did not know. And my roommate, Audrey, shout out to Audrey, who's still my friend. Audrey told me that she met this guy and she mentioned me in conversation, like my friend Casey. And he said, oh, you're blind roommate. Uh, like, and I had never met him. You know, I literally I, had never met this guy. And I can't, you know, I know that you're still friends with your friend Audrey. Like, I can't blame her for that because I almost feel like maybe in the same position, I might do the same thing because... I guess to some extent. No, but I don't even t- think she's the one. Like, she didn't even tell him. Like, she just oh. mentioned me. And yeah, you, that's what I'm saying. You weren't, like, like a cane user like, in college, were you? No, no. So hmm. she didn't even. No, that's the thing. Like, she has no idea how he even found out. Like, she just said, my friend Casey's coming oh, with me. Wow. And he said, oh, your blind roommate? Like, somebody out. Like, I don't. I still oh, to this day don't know how he, like. That's so yeah. strange. Yeah, yeah. I know. Right. Because then, like. I don't know, because then I think feel people then maybe if they know that somehow from somewhere, whether someone tells them or they find out some other way, like that guy, <laughs> I feel like maybe it's like to bra- to prepare them so that like if they see you like, you know, holding your phone up to your face, they're not like, oh, what's that? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe that's our perception. But that's like the fact that he said that too. I'm like, oh, that's my main identifier. Yeah, I'm, I'm the blind. blind. I'm like, the blind roommate. <laughs> and do you ever feel like we don't help ourselves out though because we post stuff online? Right, and, and that, and and then <laughs> that's part. You know, when we talked about our like online advocacy and just our kind of our advocacy journey a few episodes back, which well, it's been a few months, but still, I I, I really liked that episode. Um, Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I mean, that is kind of part of the reason I stopped doing it as much because as yeah. I moved into different circles, too, I was like, you know, I don't know if they re- like these new people that are following me that don't know me at all, except through work, this activity, etc. I don't know if they really need to know my whole life story. Yeah. So then that that's kind of part of the reason because then suddenly they know all of this information about me. But, like, uh, you know, at the same time, it's, it's like we talk about case, like, we, meaning Case and I, we talk about this a lot to each other. There's really no getting around it, right? Like, people will know that you have something wrong with you if you use, a, a, like, a mobility tool, right? Like, if you use a cane, yeah. you'll probably know you're blind. And... Like, if you don't, then every time you have to read something, it's not like your eyes are going to magically work. you got to get close to it and see it. <laughs> and then people are going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Even if they don't ask and, you, they'll they'll think it. Right. And while we don't want it to be our main identifier, on the flip side of that coin, when people don't acknowledge it at all, then I don't feel seen. Like, I don't feel like they are acknowledging that part of me. And that's upsetting, too. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they don't want to learn about you, right? Yeah. But right. If, if they... Right. If they start trying to ask too soon, it's like, ew, that's personal. What are you doing? It's hard to find a happy medium between the It really the two. is. And you had brought this up to me before we started recording. I, one time, I was going, using the restroom at a public place, and I did not yeah, have this my is, cane Yeah, this is me. a story that, like, I feel like sparked this episode. Yeah, sparked this to episode. To me. Um, I was using the restroom at a public place and I didn't have my cane with me. And this woman was like really being overly helpful, like helping me find the sink and like asking me if I knew where the, like how to find the paper towels and like treating me like I was blind, but it was really strange because I didn't have my cane. Mm -hmm. And I think the, I think the lady maybe like wasn't all there, like didn't really know what was going on. And it had nothing to do with the fact that I couldn't see. At least that's what I'm, I don't actually know. But it really, really, I've had other times like that mm-hmm. where I haven't had my cane with me and someone is like extra nice to me. And I think if I had had my cane, I would have thought it's, yeah. I, I, bottom line, if I had had my cane with me, I would have thought, oh, they're treating me so blind or they're treating me so nice because I'm blind. But when I don't have it with me is when I realize, mm-hmm. am I, am I like making all this up in my head? Like, am I right. overdoing it in my head? And I think you and I can sometimes, because we use mobility tools a lot of the time, we can sometimes be over aware or oversensitive to things like that. Oh, absolutely. That maybe have nothing to do, like it might have nothing to do with our blindness at all, mm-hmm. but sometimes it does. Right. Sometimes it does. Right. And I'll say really quick too, like this story is not to make anyone feel bad for me. No, 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 but, no, no. But one time there was this guy who I thought had romantic interest in me because he was being very like attentive and helpful mm-hmm. and just really like doing a lot of things for me. And I came to realize later, after nothing really happened, that I really do think he was just trying to be a good Samaritan and help the blind Mm -hmm. girl out. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to know. I think sometimes that's true and sometimes it's not. And it's so hard to know when it's real and when it's not. I think that... Yeah, that's it. I think that's it. Um, I I, I, I had a thought related to that. Um, I, I think... Like, part of it is that because we're, we we do get that a lot. And I think that if we didn't have a disability and if we weren't so used to this and kind of a little on the defensive, frankly, I feel. Mm, I'm definitely yeah. on the defensive. I know that. Like, I have a, mm. <laughs> I have a little vest on <laughs> Romana that it's so she has like the guide dog harness which if you've never seen it before i mean you can see it on our cover right but if you've never seen it before it's kind of like a this like leather strap that kind of wraps around her chest and then under her 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 belly like under like behind her front paws and it has this like rigid u-shaped handle that extends out from it i mm-hmm. have a little like vest that i bought from etsy that just kind of clips onto that and it has patches on it so that people, they say, like, you know, no touch dog icons. Just so that people, like, leave us alone and realize that she's a working dog. Um, yeah. But, like, I have a patch on top of the vest that if people are standing next to me and kind of looking down, they'll see it. 
Um, and it says, it's very perfect for me uh, that it's like, I don't bite, but my handler maybe breathe fire and eat you. And it's got a dragon on it. <laughs> and I feel that way. That. I know I'm on the defensive because I know that people are maybe going to be a little patronizing or in, mm. in an effort maybe to help or, or maybe because they feel bad or they feel awkward. And like service dog stuff is enti- almost entirely separate too mm-hmm. because there's a there are so many pieces to that but i want to want more comment on what you were saying of just i feel like if we didn't have tools and we were just people without disabilities i think when those things would happen we would just assume that's a nice person or that person is a little you know that lady might not be all there or yeah or it's like a them thing when yeah. when yep. it happens yep. to us now, it's an us thing. Yes, girl, you're hitting the nail on the head. <laughs> um, I I I don't. I have to tell this quick story that I heard from a friend of mine with albinism. It's not my story, but I think it it describes this perfectly. So she has the really white hair, mm. you know, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. albinism. She she gets comments on her hair all the time to the right. point where she's kind of defensive about it. She was walking down the street one day, and this lady said, "Oh, your hair." And, and the girl with albinism kind of rudely snaps back and says, yeah, that's my natural color. You know, kind of like that. Yeah. And then she realizes the lady on the street was was selling shampoo. Oh, my gosh. Was just trying to talk to her about her hair and was like doing that to everyone that Uh walked by. But she was so on the defensive that she was like, yeah, 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 that's my natural color. And I feel like we do that a lot. And it's so hard to differentiate if that would really really be happening to us or or not it, it's really really hard and and yes oh i have so many stories like that because yeah having a yeah. working a, a a guide dog it i mean pardon the pun but it gets really pavlovian where like mm-hmm. certain things happen and like it kind of like you, you it, like alerts you right i'll like not be with romana right and and i'm usually with her <laughs> but i will be not with her in a place where there are other dogs and I hear a kid say, oh, a doggy. And I'm like, I tense up because I, mm. I it's usually <laughs> about me. But it's not. I'm, I'm, not laughing, I'm laughing because this is re- this is so real. Um, even the other day, my mom and I went to get our flu shots just to get together, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I didn't have my cane. And the lady at the desk asked my mom a question, like, for me. Like, she was like, and how old is she? Which, like, I literally hate it. But if I had had my cane with me, I'd be like, this ableist person thinks a blind girl can't answer. But really, I don't know what it, you know, I don't know why they did it like that. But it was so annoying anyway. That's weird. So please don't ever, please acknowledge the person and don't do that. But, but you know that if I had had my cane that I would have been like, oh, this person thinks because I'm blind that I can't answer. So these things happen all the time. and I, But I don't want to say that it's always us being delusional. Like, I think no. sometimes it, it really is sometimes because we're blind, that people mm-hmm. are being overly nice or overly helpful or overly whatever. Yeah. Or dismissive or condescending. or Right. Know. I heard a statistic in this book I read that I had, I've mentioned and recommended before, uh, but I'll, I'll mention and recommend it again. It's uh, called My Body is Not a Prayer Request. It's really, really good. It's about disability justice, specifically in the church. Um, but also she, you know, she's a person with a disability, the author, and she talks about, I mean, part of it is just straight up cathartic where she just talks about 
interactions with people that are extremely uncomfortable, both in and out of the church. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a statistic that she put toward the beginning of the book that was, there was like a, like a Gallup poll that like two thirds of people or something, something significantly large are uncomfortable talking to a person with a disability. And that stings. Mm, but I know wow. it's true. Yeah. And yeah. so it, it's, no, we know that. We've experienced that. And so sometimes people are just awkward and it's hard to know the difference. We, we mm. don't. Yeah. And yeah. because we also are legally blind, we don't see people's intentions or their eyes. We, we miss part of the conversation in the nonverbal. Mm-hmm. We don't really know. And so we're just yeah. so used yeah. to just like kind of getting, I don't know, the same stuff and getting kind of annoyed about it, frankly, because it happens yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's all they see about us. And then sometimes you have those people who are like, I don't even see your disability. You're not disabled to me. And you're like, That's like well. when you tell like, like for a race parallel, it's like when you say I don't right. see color. Like it doesn't, that doesn't, yeah. that's not the point. Right, right, right. It's there. So you can say you, you don't ha- see it, but like yeah. it is there. It that exists. makes you a little Delulu. Like <laughs> <laughs> We love the phrase Delulu lately, <laughs> by the way. It's our new thing. <laughs> um, but but yeah, as they say, being Delulu is the Salulu. <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, I I think either way, either extreme is bad, mm-hmm. but I think it's really hard for people. And it really depends probably on how they were raised and how yeah. many disabled people they've been in contact with, if they have mm-hmm. a disabled friend. if And like, I think we'd be the same way. Sure. Which, you know, which if we're kind of done with that section could lead us into how we perceive, perceive ourselves and other people with disabilities too, because that's kind yeah. of another part of this. Yeah. Yeah, it it for me it it totally swings both ways because we've talked about this before, like our disabilities plural touch pretty much every aspect of our lives, considering we both have both like the visual impairment, which is kind of the most obvious thing that affects our lives, mm-hmm. and the thing that we make some of the most adaptive measures for, but. Mm-hmm with also health issues, I think that sometimes I feel like I'm just like a person. I I heard, I heard someone else who's blind explain it really well. Like sometimes I just feel like, like Cassandra, right? And I'm just doing things and living my life and being a person and having thoughts, interests, hobbies. And then sometimes when a lot of things related to your various disabilities come up, you might have maybe weird interactions with people. You might have just like, just a crap load of doctor's appointments. You might have, you might be going through something with your health. You might be like, I don't know, whatever it is, you might like just have a hard time finding a ride somewhere or that, you know, the whole loaded piece of not driving. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly I'm just disabled Cassandra. And that's even how I see myself. And it just feels like, you feel yeah. you one dimensionalize yourself because it just feels like the world lately has revolved around you being disabled. Yeah. That's so true. That's such a true thing. Like on certain days I probably don't even think about it much at all. Mm-hmm. And then on other days it's a really big deal. And yeah. 
that's maybe what some people who aren't disabled don't really understand is like depending on the day it could be a really big thing or not big at all Mm -hmm. um and it's funny because kind of the work we both do kind of um yeah has to do with disability and I feel like what I do is normal until I like explain it to other people and then you're like oh you know I just feel like like to us our lives are so normal and then when you try to explain it to people you start to see yourselves the way they see you and you're like oh maybe this is pretty a different way of like living or like I feel like we are just so of course, I love I love the quote from Colors of the Wind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you walk the footsteps of a stranger, you'll learn things you never knew you never knew. And I and I do think like there's so much about so many other people and other things that we just don't even know anything about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because I'm disabled and I know so much about like my own disability and I know that most people don't know anything about it it helps me really realize like th- that quote in a way that I think some people might not even like, I think the more, you know, the more, you know, that you don't know about yeah. a certain thing. Right. So, right. Yeah. I, yeah. People. Yeah. I feel like I've said this a lot lately regarding a lot of separate topics, but like people like sometimes people will ask like, Oh, do you have any questions about, literally anything and it's just like I don't even know how to begin to ask questions because I don't feel like I understand the topic well enough to form a question about it yeah people don't know what they don't know and so if they've never had to think about this in their lives they have no idea and they have no concept of what our lives could be like and in some ways they they're aggressively normal like just so regular but then Mm -hmm. There are so many things that we do that we don't always realize that are not for them. Um, Like, uh, I was talking to someone recently, and I was talking about my job, right? Um, About working in the accessibility field. And, you know, I'm an accessibility professional because I've had the experience in the field. And I, like, I've, I've learned about it, and I learned how to, how to, use a screen I learned how to use a screen reader in order to do software testing because you know I don't I don't necessarily use it in my day-to-day life like I I've learned about it I've learned about the standards and the regulations and and so many things related to accessibility but I feel this complex when I tell people that I work in this in this field and I'm like a subject matter expert and they're like oh well you know basically like you would know because you're disabled and I'm like yeah and and I don't I, I know I shouldn't feel this complex about it because you know, industry knowledge will only take you so far. You've never lived in the same way as people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. And of course, yeah. I have I have my own perspective. But then some I think I had hesitation going into this field. And it's like, people are just going to think I'm in this field because I'm disabled. Mm. No, no. And I, yeah, it's, I think a lot of people's perceptions are from the media and that's why I think we're passionate about accurate mm-hmm. representation because I do want to talk to about like how we perceive other people mm-hmm. with our same disability and also like how we perceive people with different disabilities than us and I, like I think I just want to say before we get into how we perceive other people with our disability, I do want to say about other disabilities in general, 
my eyes have like no pun intended my eyes have been open <laughs> to to all disabilities way more than they would if i were not part of the quote-unquote disability right. community and I've learned so much that unfortunately I really don't think I would know no. if I weren't if I weren't also disabled. And I think that's sad. Um because I even had my own perceptions of other disabilities that mm-hmm. I have now learned are false or I had my own misconceptions about wheelchair users that I have right. now learned oh wait that's not how that works and yeah. I still I don't you still in the real world you still hear these things of like well how do they do this or whatever you hear people ask these ignorant questions and you're yeah. like I used to be that person I used to yeah. ask these ignorant things right yeah. Because, again, people have never experienced this, and they they have never had to think about it either. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah. someone... Oh, it was, at, it was actually at work. I was talking to someone and, like, doing, you know, doing my job, and I was kind of explaining what someone who uses a screen reader would experience on what they were showing me. And she was like, oh... I guess, yeah, they wouldn't be able to see the screen. And I was like, yeah, I mean, uh, and she was like, I think she was used to knowing about screen readers on a computer and not really realizing that there exist screen readers on phones. And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. well, I mean, how do blind people use phones? Like, they a lot of people think they don't. A lot of people think that they don't. And I think that's a lot of people think that they that's don't. so kind of sad and a little scary, but not surprising. Yeah, I think the majority of people think blind people can't use technology. Just don't which use Which is really phones. strange. Yeah. Yeah. They they think they think they just, like, don't do anything, I guess. Like, like they just what, sit in their house right. and don't leave the house. They don't, yeah, it's, they don't interact with society is what people think. Because have you ever seen a mainstream movie show a blind person using a phone? No. I can answer you right now. No. The answer is no. Because... Yeah. It, that's why like people don't understand how much the media has a hand in this and how mm-hmm. if like a if a really big blockbuster movie could show a real accurate representation then a lot of mm-hmm. people would learn that's how people learn a yeah. lot of things but and i don't there were so many things that i didn't know about totally blind people because i'm yeah you know, we're too. like partially blind that like as i got more involved in disability spaces like you were saying i was like wait yeah i had a like when I was in college and I had I was part of disability services, um, my like counselor coordinator person was totally blind. And when we first went into her office, I had not seen too many totally blind people in my life. And she was using a computer with just a keyboard. You can do that mm. when you yeah. use a screen reader. Yeah. Um, and sometimes like. Uh, like famous you know she's a like blind influencer like molly burke like when you're using a screen reader on your phone you can do something what's called the screen curtain which basically it just like turns the screen display off but your phone is still on and you can still use the screen reader gestures but it saves battery and it also protects your privacy because you don't know like when you know when you can't see or you can't see well you don't really know who's around you or who's looking over your shoulder and so People have, like, come up to Molly as she's, like, flipping through her phone because it's, like, gesture-based. She's a screen reader on a phone. People will be like, um, hon, your phone isn't, like, on because they don't ah! see the screen turned on, but it is, and they have no idea. Yeah. 
Yeah. People have no yeah. idea. <laughs> people, there's so much people don't know, and there's so much we probably still don't even know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really fascinating, and 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 I think that's why it is really important that even though we were saying earlier, like we don't maybe don't do ourselves favors by advocating online because it might be what people think of first. And you know we don't necessarily want to tokenize ourselves, like we're the disabled people. But at the same time, as like someone told me at work, like it is really important that we're here talking about our experience and our lives because there's nothing about us without us. We can't let other people tell our stories. We have to tell our own stories because they're going to get it wrong. They don't know. Yep. It's it's hard though. And I feel like sometimes when I interact with people, I mean, this is like, I feel like this is exposing to say, but um, sometimes when I interact with people with very different disabilities than mine, it's hard to understand what their lives yeah. are like and how they think and process and especially like cognitive and developmental disabilities. They're very poorly understood, including yeah. by people that are involved in communities like we are. It's sometimes yes. hard. Yes. Yes. And about like how we perceive other people with our own disability. Do you have any thoughts on that? This, I feel like I'm talking a lot, but, like, <laughs> this this no, part of the episode also came up with, like, when Casey and I are together, we're not used to being together physically because, like, we, you know, Casey lives in Tennessee, I live in Ohio. So we only really see each other a few times a year if we go and visit each other or at, like, conferences. And it's so, it's so really strange being physically together together because like I'll I'll see Casey pick up her phone and you know use it and I like my first like knee-jerk reaction is like that looks so weird do I do that yeah. I totally do that you do you do because I think the same about you I know <laughs> and not just you but everybody with albums yeah. that I know when I see them use their phone I'm like that's what I it was like the first time you experience someone oh. seeing someone use their phone <laughs> The way you do, and you're like, is that how I look? I mean, we don't know how no. we look until we see someone else. Well, because we're just um, using our phones in a way that yeah. we can. Yeah, yeah. And it is, like, <laughs> it is different. And just seeing kind of, I kind of pay attention to, like, different mannerisms or eye contact or things like that with people with albinism, yeah. too, when I'm around them. And they're all different and you know yeah. we really can't generalize here and say that everybody is the same and they act the same and they look the same that's not true no. um but that's that's been like a super interesting thing too yeah and i know that you're you're a pretty like um help me think of a word cuz you're good at helping me think of words um <laughs> when you know. notice things what's that word observant uh, observant yep you're a pretty observant... I don't know if you know this about yourself or if you think this about yourself. I don't think that I think about myself. <laughs> I think you are. I think you are. You have told me before, like, this person moves their head a lot when they talk or this person doesn't use eye contact as much or this person does or this person... You're, you are kind of observant with people. And you know why? Least. It's because my mom is observant. I talk to her a lot. It's and she'll tell me those mom, things about people. That's that's so, what it is. Yes, your mom I'm so, is very observant. I'm so used to hearing that 
um, about her. And okay, she'll tell okay. me that because she knows that I don't see it. It's not her necessarily, yeah. like, crit- I'm not trying to put my mom on blast. Like, she's not criticizing no, no, no. people. It's not in a critical way. No. 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 It's literally just, like, an observation. Like, it's yeah. not critical. It's just, like, this person, like... Yeah, and, and I think the reason we're observing it is because we're interested in how other people with albinism, like, yeah. interact and what it looks like and what we might look like to other people. Like Right, and, and my mom, so, my mom will yeah. do that to me, and she always did that to me growing up, and, you know, I think when I was a teenager, I was like, oh, why is she telling me these things? And now as an adult, I'm like, I'm honestly really glad because I feel like I wouldn't realize these things about myself, mm. so we as people with albinism are like so light sensitive and I've talked about this in different occasions but like when we're outside like we involuntarily react to the bright light and like the albino squint face is rough (laughs) like it like we look angry I've seen other people with albinism in photos or like you know as they're standing outside and I'm like wow they look look pissed frankly and I know I look like that and or uncomfortable, constipated, yeah. in pain, like yeah, any variant of the variation of those. Feelings. It just it doesn't look like a normal person standing out in the sun. No, even with sunglasses on, I look no. Kind of pain we can't help it, and we can't help it. I am, I am in pain. Yes, <laughs> I am it does actually hurt. in pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am actually in pain. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's and why people we, will tell me that I look like super. You know, I that's my Instagram yeah. bio. Not mad, just squinting because I look mad when I'm outside. Yeah, and yeah. there's not much I can do about it. And so I, I try to be like a little more aware. Like I try to like, instead of, you know, like frown, cause I feel like part of the, the reaction, the, the natural reaction is kind of for us to frown a bit because it hurts. Um, so I force my, I try to force myself into a smile. So it looks (laughs) more like I'm uncomfortable and less like I'm angry. Well, you know how sometimes when you smile, your eyes, like, kind of squint anyway? So mm-hmm. maybe that's, like, you can just look like you're smiling really big all the time. All the time. <laughs> the funniest part about this conversation is we're talking about how we perceive people with our disability when we can barely see well enough to even be able to <laughs> perceive them. <laughs> and even in those, like, fleeting glances that we can get, we still judge ourselves way harshly and like Casey and I were joking with each other so I know that she feels this way it's like you know when we see each other using our phones we're like well gee why would anyone want to be friends with me if that's what I'm doing (laughs) all day like and it's not fair that's not how people really see us and that's that part is in our heads right right yeah yeah (laughs) it (laughs) <laughs> it is so it it's is so, so funny confusing to have a disability like it, because a lot of the times well a lot of times when i'm with you though i really don't notice it no but then sometimes we'll be doing something like we'll be like baking together and you just get really close to like the ingredients or you you do something and i'm like yep yep yeah, i do and that I notice it yeah. I notice it when I'm with you because we usually, if we are hanging out one-on-one especially, we are, like, close to each like, close in proximity to each other. So, like, we can actually pick up on those things and see those things if we're, like, right. you know, hanging out one-on-one. So, right. I I notice it and I think, wow, hmm. Yeah. That's how I I look. feel like the, and, and we talked about this when we, we've been together, but the other piece of that is, like, 
we forget and then we we yes. start to have yes. empathy for like the people around us because we forget that each other has a visual impairment we'll show each other things on our phone mm-hmm. the way that we're used to doing it with sighted people like far from a distance yep. and obviously casey yep. can't see that we have a podcast yep. about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then but i feel like it's all the this whole episode is one big contradiction because we also fake it really well. Like yeah. whether we're whether we're trying to or not, whether it's mm-hmm. on purpose or not, there's plenty of people we hang out with who probably don't notice it at all and I think that also all comes down to how observant is the person we're yeah. hanging out with. Right. Sometimes you're friends with someone who's like your mom or like who's really observant mm-hmm. and then sometimes you're friends with people who like don't notice it at all and so that's also it really depends on the person you're interacting with is a how much they observe it and then b how they're going to react if they're going to treat you like a baby or if they're going to treat you like you're not disabled at all which neither are we we said earlier neither neither are great we don't want either of those things i feel like that thought leads me into almost an entire topic of just how like the the you don't look disabled thing because we have somewhat normal looking eyes like they aren't you know we've talked about this before we're like they're not clouded over or anything and so i get that so often having a service dog people yeah. are like people are like oh are you training that dog oh are right. you know they they also i mean even though on her vest on her harness it says guide dogs for the blind um people will like assume that she's for like like an emotional support animal or like something for like Ooh. mental health or like anxiety and I'm like no man I'm blind like I'm legally blind yeah. like this is my my yeah. dog she's helping and she's working for me but because mm-hmm. we don't also present and that oh gosh there's just so much to every every layer we unpeel yeah. I just think of something else because like um so Lolo Spencer is another like disability activist online she's a wheelchair user she she does these really good reels. I love kind of them. Aimed at, I love them. I share them every time I see them on my story because they're always just really well said. There was one that she did that was like, um, about about like how people with disability like pe- society doesn't expect us as people with disabilities to like try, uh, yeah, and like good. also with our appearance. Mm-hmm. So like when Case and I look cute. Because we we enjoy it and we have fun with it. Or, you know, like Molly Burke, who also doesn't, like, her eyes look fairly normal, too. Yeah. People just don't expect us to do that because we're disabled and our lives must be sad. And arguably, it is the least expected from a blind person because, right. oh, you, you can't care about aesthetics or appearance at all. If you're blind, you can't see it. Like someone so, in high school choir told me that once. They're like, "You're blind, oh, but you dress so good." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Yeah. And I don't, I don't think they expect it from anybody with any disability because no. they think you, your life must suck. But especially blind people, they're like, "How did you even put that outfit together?" Right. You know? <laughs> um, which is just, which is really, really wild. And, and yeah, you could say, well, y'all have low vision, but even Molly Burke, to mention her name again, like basically medically completely blind, even though she has some light perception, but she like knows how to put an outfit together. So, I mean, yeah. that's just not, it's not the case. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean you don't want to be perceived well by others. Like you can, you can still want 
society to look at your outfit and think it looks nice, even if you can't see it. Like, and, so, and like, there's just, know. there is some confidence with wearing an outfit that you feel fits you really well and oh highlights gosh, yes. parts of your body that you like and want to show off or like oh, yeah. just something that you adore. Even like texture clothes, like I'm wearing a crocheted sweater right now that I love because it's got like, it's got really cute pattern, but it's also like texturally really satisfying and i love that fashion can be accessible yeah. too mm-hmm. yeah so there there's a lot of layers to this but i think the bottom line is you're going to be perceived different by everybody and yeah. even the way we perceive others we need to still work on that and challenge mm-hmm. our perception and challenge the way we think um about people with disabilities i think i i think we all can do yeah. that even even people with our same disability, we could challenge the way we we think about that and try to Absolutely. just see people see people as people, but don't erase their disability from it entirely either, which is hard to do. I know, you know? right? And and we're some learning. and you know, learning to be gentle with ourselves too, because even though a lot of what we think people think about us might be true, and maybe mm. there's other pieces that we aren't even aware of that might be true. Some of it might also just be us projecting and feeling insecure yes Yes. and i think we could both work on that i think hopefully with age it'll get better but i think think we should i think we should and could both work on maybe not being on the defensive as much or not being so sensitive to comments it's hard not to feel sensitive to comments when you have had your feelings hurt or when you have been misunder when you're misunderstood again and again and again it is so hard to feel like people are understand like people are getting Mm -hmm. it like even as like a 12 year old, I would get extremely frustrated with people not understanding it. Like, yeah. And I still that is still a huge frustration. And one of the reasons we have this podcast is because we want to talk about these things that are unspoken and these things that people don't understand. But I think that we like have the fact that we have both had so many instances where like it ended up not being about our right. disability. That goes to show that like maybe we are being a a little on the defense and like maybe we can try to be more open-minded about how people are interacting with us and i i'm saying that to both of us you know myself yeah like no and it's a good reminder and i think it it can happen because sometimes it feels like maybe you're always going to feel this way about interactions like this i i mean i've noticed it in myself with time and age and maturity um, like when I first started working Romana, I feel like it's a really easy thing to point to. So like, I keep referencing it, but like when I first started working Romana, I, I would get really angry about like public interaction. And I've talked about that before too, but like, I, th- it's annoying still. Yeah. And yeah. I still it'll, tense I, I don't up. know if it'll ever not be annoying. I, it'll, ne- it'll never. It's just part of working. Because even the cane, like the cane is al- always annoying to me as well. Like I know it's totally different and you do probably get more attention with the dog. But but the cane is my going to always be my biggest love-hate relationship of my life. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it'll and never I, be easy. Right. And I adore Romana. But like, you know, when people like I hear yeah. people gasping and stuff like I tend to <laughs> sure because I'm expecting yeah, a follow up or more questions. Yes. I just yes. like, ah. yeah. but yeah. like, I already know that like my reactions, because that's the only thing you can really control is your reactions to the situations. I know that my reactions to people in general have 
improved with time and age and maturity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not nearly as frustrated with people because, honestly, they have no idea. And they've probably never seen a blind person doing a life yeah. thing before. Yeah. And it might be like our 15th time hearing it that day, but it's probably their first time seeing it or asking about it, you yeah. know, ever. Um, and it is hard, though. Like, you know, I definitely get on the defense when people start to ask me something and I think it's about my eyes or my cane or my whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and sometimes it ends up being totally like not about that at all. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's just such a funny, every time that happens, it's such a funny reminder of like, okay, it wasn't even about that. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I know. It's, it's such a contradiction living with a disability sometimes. And yeah. I don't know if this episode was enlightening or more confusing, but it just also, maybe, maybe just for our sake, it does feel good to feel like we are attempting to express something that feels very complicated and kind of is. Well, it's one of those things that we're never going to solve. Like, it's a complicated thing. And I think all we can do with this topic is just be real about how we feel. We're not going to solve the problem of it. We're we're just acknowledging it. (laughs) We're just acknowledging that it's here. It's real. This is a thing we deal with. And there's a lot of layers to it. Like you were saying, like peeling back like so many layers. But... But yeah, like I think I think we did a good job at least scratching the surface of such a right. layered, a layered topic. So and like yeah. you said, as a good call to action, something that we can all keep learning is just like keep keep trying to find other people with disabilities and and like learn from them. People that are willing to put their stories out into the open online, learn from them. You know, yeah. like. That's why they're, that's part of why they're doing it, um, is so that everybody could learn because every, even people with albinism or people who are totally blind have varied experiences just like humans do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Whale. 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 On the, on that note. On that note. Just repeating (laughs) everything you say. Sorry. (laughs) thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you in two weeks bye